if you decide to get married and expect that novelty, that excitement, that passion, that intensity, that that lust, that that all of those strong emotional, like you said, dopamine-fed emotions, um, marriage is not for you because it's none of that sustainable. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, what to do if you regret getting married. You regret getting married. Yeah. I did it, and now I'm not happy about it. Yeah. Lots of reasons for that, but this is a very specific reason on this one, and this is going to be a fun one. You ready? Yep. Okay. Okie doke. Here we go. Here's a fascinating post that I found, uh-huh. and um, I'm curious... I'm really curious to see what your thoughts and feelings are about it. Here it okay. is. It's 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 a good post. All right. Does anybody beside me regret getting married? At first, it's exciting and new and fun, but then it gets boring and stale. In a relationship, I tend to bend over backwards to make sure that everyone is happy, that everything is going good, but the whole time I'm becoming more and more unhappy. I feel like relationships or marriage steal my freedom, my peace, and my happiness. I feel like I'm better off single. I haven't discussed this with my husband because he really does try to be a good man. He really tries to take care of me and home. I'm just not happy. I'm bored. I feel like getting married has stunted my freedom, my hobbies, my interests. I just wish I wouldn't have gotten married. I don't hate my husband by any means. Hmm. How about that one? Wow, that that's a lot. Expound. <laughs> Expound. First reactions, initial thoughts and, and or feelings. Well, my when you first started reading my my initial thought was no way, I don't feel that way at all. Yeah. But something that came to mind is uh, I don't remember where you talked about this at, but there are some people who require more dopamine i guess yep. or something like that yep that's exactly the right and chemical. and so uh the beginnings of dating and the beginning of marriage dopamine yeah. is very high because everything is just new and exciting yep. and in in normal marriage and normal relationships that dopamine drops off. drops off yeah and levels out yeah and that's where uh genuine love and comes in right yeah that, it's not it's a different kind of different love kind there's actually of, yes. different chemistry brain chemistry that it, that uh, kind of takes starts to in play with with kind of what's happening right um so it's not it's not genuine and, and disingenuous, disingenuous yeah that wasn't the right word that but I was it's a different kind, it's a different type of love, and yeah. she finds boredom if it doesn't feel exciting new yes. novel intensity whatever that is and she doesn't feel happy yeah she feels bored yeah that's um really difficult it is it really is Um, i appreciated her honesty i mean she is not beating around the bush at all she is really really clear that her husband's a good husband he does a good job and that isn't the problem the problem isn't the husband the problem isn't actually the marriage the problem is her Yes. And I'll say that just bluntly and and straight up because if you decide to get married 
and expect that novelty, that excitement, that passion, that intensity, that that lust, that that all of those strong emotional, like you said, dopamine-fed emotions. Um, marriage is not for you because it's none of that sustainable. In right. fact, you can't have that sustainable in any area of your life. No, not at all. I will go as so far as to um, even say that uh, I'll be careful here because I don't diagnose anybody I've never met. Um, but I think if there are um, addiction therapists who are listening to this podcast right now, all of their little um, light spidey bulbs senses. and spidey senses and flags are going off right now because that person who's always chasing the next intense experience wrestles with something called the law of diminishing returns where the same event, the same experience done multiple times just never returns the same level of intensity or excitement. And so they have to keep escalating. They have to keep having more and more intense experiences for them to have that, that feeling that she's described. And all of this is based upon her feelings. It's not based upon ethics. It's not based upon morality. It's not based upon um, maturity or wisdom or growth or commitment or responsibility or fidelity. It's based upon, I just don't feel happy. And so I would like to pursue something else. Now, I have zero idea what she's going to do with her marriage. More than likely, it will just continue to become worse and worse. And, you know, it probably won't make it because she's honest and says, I don't want to be in a marriage. I I don't even want to be in a relationship. Right. Because she she gets bored too fast. And that's an exhausting way to live. Sure. Um, And so that that. Um, addictive personality. This could be a a descriptor of or a symptom of somebody who wrestles with some type of addiction in some way because they're always pursuing that next either experience or substance that makes them have that feeling. Right. And when we're talking about addiction personality, we're not talking about necessarily drugs or alcohol or food or this yeah. this could be that that adrenaline rush yeah. that 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 yeah, kick exactly. that you get when something new and exciting yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah. This is disappointing. I mean, this is this is really really hard for her husband eventually because right. if she ever becomes honest with him. Well, and I could understand why she wouldn't wouldn't want to tell him because yeah. she does care about him. Yeah. She sounds like she loves him. She realizes you know she she sees the value in him. Yeah. And, and how painful would that be for her yeah. to have to share that? I'm sure she yeah. doesn't want to hurt him, Yeah. but I would, I would probably argue that not being honest about it is causing some incongruence in sure. her actions in sure. life and what, what he's sensing from yeah. her. Yeah. Does that make sense? It is. How, it does. I don't know if it I worded ma- that No, it makes right perfect way. sense. Here's the question, though. What do you do about it? There's there's one clear answer. What do you do about that in this situation? If this lady came to you and said, I'm married to a lovely husband. He's a great guy. He takes good care of me. And I'm just bored. I don't want to be married to him anymore. What would you say? Oh, man. <laughs> that, to put you ask, on the spot and throw you under the that, bus? Yeah, don't ask me that question because, <laughs> because I don't like... Giving my honest opinion because I don't want to be mean. That's right. <laughs> if you had to be mean, do you want and, to do that I, on the podcast, or, or do you want me to be or mean? Or I have to give 
or I have to give a um, like the right answer. Yeah, you know the good. You're gonna throw me under the bus and make me be mean and say the hard thing. Well, here I'll I'll say this: she made a choice to get married. Yeah, it, and she made a commitment to the marriage. Yeah. I would hope that that's what she did. Right. And so she has a choice to make. She has to choose whether she's going to learn to live and be okay with being living in this. I don't know what I'm. You can't see me, but my <laughs> hand is hands my signs. hand is drawing pictures right now yes. because my husband's going to understand what I mean. <laughs> yes. So so she's going to have to learn to live in the in the medium or the mediocre, not mediocre. Yeah. The, do you know what line I'm talking uh-huh. about? Instead of the highs, the yep. dopamine highs probably yep. comes with when you get those highs. She also probably hits some pretty good yep. lows as She'll well. That, yeah. But um, she has yeah. to make a choice. To live more moderately. That's the word I was I know looking for. Why didn't you save me instead of letting me go on and on and on? Like chicken. <laughs> yes, but nobody else can see that. They just hear me going. <laughs> Yes, she's going to have to learn to live in that. The other thing that I would say to her if she was sitting in front of me, and and if I wasn't a therapist, because I wouldn't say this as a therapist unless someone asked me to be that candid, it is it's time to grow up and to mature in your understanding of relationship. Right. Maturity, being able to say, I'm not going to let just my, my feelings and my my uh, hungers, okay, uh, rule my life. I actually have to do things I don't like to do because right. doing those things is what puts a roof over my head and puts food on the table and keeps me employed at a regular job and keeps me in relationships and experiences that aren't always intense and exciting and fun, but it's the right thing to do because you are being consistent and responsible and appropriate for whatever you have to make a commitment to. Right. If you live life according to the way that she's just described it there, um, picture that picture that woman at 75 years old. She has nobody around her, mm-hmm. no no stability because she hasn't saved up any money. She hasn't maintained any really regular jobs. No one's able to take care of her. She doesn't have any consistent friends because she gets bored with them as well. She has no meaningful relationships and it becomes an empty, hollow, transparent life. Mm-hmm. And that's maturity is again, being able to look 20, 30, 40 down, 40 years down the road and go, I need to make good decisions now so that years from now, I am going to be able to live the life that I actually want. Right. We ask kids to do that all the time. No, you can't have a cookie right now. I know you want one. I know it tastes good and it's better than eating broccoli. But no, you can't have a cookie because we don't want you to be 400 pounds when you're 22 years old. We want right. you to eat healthy and learn how to have uh, have good eating habits. You have to learn how to deny yourself the things which provide temporary pleasure but produce long-term problems. Right. That is the root of all of this. So this isn't a marriage issue, actually. This isn't a relationship issue. This is a maturity issue within her. But when you bring that immaturity and that lack of emotional development into a relationship, then it becomes a marriage issue. Right, then exactly. It, it becomes the thing that will become cancerous and destroy a relationship. Right. I, I think for her as well, as she has to navigate this, 
it, she said, you know, she's always doing stuff for everybody yeah. else and making sure everybody else is happy, yep. which makes me wonder, is she taking time for herself or does she feel guilty to take time for herself yeah. because, you know, yeah. it's she wants to have that fun. And I think she needs to find a balance for sure yeah. of, yes, take care of everybody, make sure, you know, everybody's doing well, yeah. but also take some time for yourself. It's okay to do that. Yeah. It, it's actually healthy to find things that you enjoy doing yeah. and doing those balanced with the things that you have to do yeah. because you're a parent, yeah. you're a, a wife, you're, yeah. you know, you have to do, we, we talk about this all the time um, when our kids were growing up. Responsibility before uh, fun time. What was the other word? I can't even remember now what we called it. I don't uh, Reward or um, responsibility before pleasure? I no, can't remember what it no, was. No, we didn't use that word with yeah. the kids. But responsibilities come first, but then it's still play. So yeah. work hard, yeah. play hard. Exactly. And I think she would love playing hard. Yeah. But... I don't. I, I wonder if maybe that's part of the reason why she's yeah. bored. Again, no. Those sentences right there where she talks about trying to always make sure everyone else is happy, uh, that's just the perfect definition of codependency. I have to... I have to lose myself to make sure someone else is happy until I become really, really resentful that I'm taking care of everybody and I don't want to be around anybody who mm. has needs. It's actually um, a, a good working definition of what uh, codep- codependency really, really looks like. This was just an interesting uh, post that I came across that said, ooh, this one's too good to pass up. I want yeah. to kind of tag some of this because this is pervasive amongst so many marriages right, right. now. You don't make me happy anymore. I'm going to make all the decisions based upon my feelings and my temporary happiness. Uh, and I'm going to throw away years of a marriage or make some sort of stupid decision and um, uh, cheat on my spouse in some way because I'm unhappy in the moment. Yeah. And I haven't learned to be a mature, wise spouse yet and endure the difficult and hard times so that you can have good, healthy, long-term relationships that end up being beautiful and lovely for years and years and years. Yeah. Anyway, that's just a fun one. I thought we'd do a quick, quick little podcast here. Cool. Um, That's it. That's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. All righty. We'll see you next time. Okay. Goodbye. Bye-bye.